Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. What a day that was yesterday, huh? Welcome in. Uh, as promised, kind of, uh, you know, a few hours later than I actually promised yesterday. Please forgive me. I know I said that I would do something late last night, uh, reacting to everything that was National Signing Day, and uh, that was the plan. That was the plan, but as you guys know, sometimes life just gets in the way of, uh, of your plan, so could not do uh, a National uh, National Signing Day reaction show last night. I wanted to. I really wanted to. The night ones always do better than the day ones. Always do better. I wanted to. Numbers would have been great, but I could not. Things, um, life just got in the way. But we're here now. We're live now. And we're going to talk about it today. So a bunch of stuff happened. I know I failed. I know I did. No, you, you don't have to be kidding about that. I did. I did. I made a promise. I did. And I came up short. I did. That's a shame. Maybe I'll do one for the next one, but there won't be any drama for the next one. It's I, I, I dropped the ball. What can I say? I dropped the ball. I dropped the ball. Um, for this, uh, you know, this little side project thing, I can't even do myself any favors. But we're here talking about it now. National Signing Day. Uh, Jackson State, the story. Uh, Mississippi State closed well yesterday. They closed well. No way. No other way to spin it. It was a good close for Mississippi State. What what is fascinating to me is the discrepancy in service. Like one will have Mississippi State like number 15. Another one will have them like almost 30. It's like what what, what the hell is going on here? So I've got the uh the 24/7 team rankings up. That's just what I'm I'm, I'm going to use because they do the composite thing and, and that's what I've got. So state with their 22 commits is ranked number 22 as of this morning. Ole Miss with their 17 commits is ranked number 24 as of this morning. So I'm just going to go with that because they do the composite thing, and that's what we're going to go with. But other serv- rivals has state ranked much higher. So they closed well. They did. Uh, for Ole Miss, they had a good morning, uh, not as good of an afternoon, and the portal is going to be – a big conversation around Ole Miss moving forward. So all that to talk about with you. Real quick, I want to remind you, though, don't forget uh, to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Find me on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. Uh, If you don't follow me on Twitter already, please do that. But find me on YouTube. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. It is free to you. It doesn't cost you a dime. It's just a subscription. This auto-populates to your feed every day. That's all a subscription does. And uh, actually, like the video as well if you like what you hear. I would appreciate that very much. Also, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you don't want to watch, if you just want to listen, uh, I am wherever you get your podcasts as well. Again, I was going to do something last night. I swung and missed and failed. Uh, Zach says, Borky didn't do an after dark after dark stream on purpose. Get used to it. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw some people picking on the uh, on the, the Clarion Ledger headline last night. Uh, both things can be true at once. It's usually how this goes, right? It can be true that Ole Miss missed on some guys they wanted yesterday. Like, that is an absolute fact. They would have signed more yesterday if those guys would have picked them. They were prepared to sign more than, what was it, 15 yesterday or 16? I mean, they've got a couple more commits that are going to be signing. There's another guy. Uh, based in New Jersey that has sent in his papers apparently to his school of choice but won't announce until uh, the uh, is it the Under Armour All-Star game so uh, they were willing to take more than this their numbers in this class wasn't just because of the portal they missed on some guys they wanted yesterday that is an absolute fact like you cannot dispute that that is true it can also be true that they we're always going to use the portal heavier than other teams would. The, both of those things can be true at once. I understand nuance and stuff is lost when you're making fun of the Clarion Ledger. I, I get it. Trust me. I'm not. That that was, for state fans, making fun of that headline is something that I, you should have done. Like, I, I get it. I was laughing at some of the stuff that was said about it last night. I was. Um, but Kiffin did say on his introductory press conference from day one, that he's going to roster build differently than most. Did they want to sign more players than they did yesterday? Yes. Yes, they did. Absolutely, they did. Was it always the plan to have a smaller class and not fill it up with 28 dudes so they can have you know, 10 guys that they get from the portal? That's also true as well. But yeah, I, I would have... If I were in your shoes, I'd have done the same thing, man. I, I definitely would have. So um, I saw Haydad was having some fun with that last night. And uh, getting into it with people on Twitter. So, uh, anyway, good time. Oh, by the way, Urban Meyer got fired. <laughs> Urban Meyer got fired. Wow. Um, Who would have thought a uh, well-established, not-good guy would do things that not-good guys do? I'm just mind-blown by that. Mind blown by that. Memphis Rebel says, let's hope Ole Miss hits the portal. I've got some thoughts on that coming up here in a little bit. Just, uh, you know, it's what they were planning on doing anyway. But, again, they did miss on some guys. Sucker says, good morning. Firstly, I thought Ole Miss did what it needed to yesterday. Secondly, I'm currently in the deer stand watching this. Send me some luck. Well, man, you're not going to get any luck from me. I, To tell you the truth, Tucker, I'm not, uh, I'm not the biggest hunter. I've been. You know, it's just not for me. Uh, if I'm going to be waking up at 5 a.m., I need to go do something. I don't know. It, you know, to each their own. Uh, the only times I've ever been deer hunting, we didn't see one. I think I've been five times in my life and never saw one once. Like, I have never been on a deer hunt where we saw an animal. So I'm not the luck that you're looking for. <laughs> I am the opposite of that. You may want to turn this off. You might actually have one. Uh, you might actually get to see one because I haven't seen one in my hunting career. I really liked duck hunting. And that was something I enjoyed. Uh, just more action. And I know not every duck hunting day has action, but yeah, I, I enjoyed duck hunting. That was fun. Um, it's just, yeah, I'd, I'd rather go fishing. It's just me. But, you know, we're not here to talk about my uh, uh, outdoor recreation habits, are we? Memphis Rubble, and this is true. Ole Miss was always going to sign a smaller high school class. That was always the plan. They didn't expect it or didn't want it to be this small, though. But yeah, that was always the plan. The portal was always going to be something that they were going to engage in. Both of those things can be true uh, at once. And uh, yeah, I think you're right. Um, 
the NIL thing. What did you guys think of that? State fans, too, watching and listening. What did you think about uh, Lane Kiffin's comments yesterday? He wasn't That wasn't a rivalry shot. I had one person uh, send me a DM asking if Kiffin was taking a shot at State yesterday. That is not at all uh, who he was uh, referring to because State's kind of in the same boat as Ole Miss. We, in this state of Mississippi, don't have NIL programs yet set up for the schools. Uh, you know, I know for a fact that people are working on it. And I know there was that one platform that was released and then subsequently got buried pretty quickly because of emotional tweeting. Um, but I know they're working on it. It's just not not here yet. There's not the Gator Fund in Starkville. There's not the Bulldog Fund in Starkville. There's not that infrastructure in Oxford yet either. I know people are working on it. I know it's coming, but it's not there yet. Uh, so no, Lane Kiffin was not taking a shot at Mississippi State at all. In fact, there there were some other programs that people have already connected the dots to. But yeah, there are some places uh, that are making untraditional places that apparently are making pretty significant promises in the NIL game, which, as you guys know me by now, I'm not, I, I do not hate the player in this game. It's what you should do. It's what you're supposed to do. If you're not playing the game, you're losing the game. And so credit to them. But there is a line of thinking that the the dollar amounts that have been promised to some of these recruits won't come to fruition, won't actually be a real dollar amount once they get to campus, that it's a gigantic promise to pretty good prospects. And uh, that's who Kiffin was talking about. He was not talking about state. That was not a rivalry thing. I don't know how many of you actually think that, but I did get a message asking, why he took a shot at State. He did not. That was not who he was referencing because, again, State is in the same position that that he's in right now. They they are kind of the same in, in this state right now. Infrastructure needs to be built here, not highways and, and bridges. NIL infrastructure needs to be built here, and it's not ready yet. Um, He was saying that th- there are players that I know that he went after that signed elsewhere because of a monetary promise that seems rather insane. That's that's what he was referencing. And if the kid gets the bag, awesome. Like, I'm glad that they do. What he was saying is, I hope that they get what they're promised because they've been promised a, a shocking amount of money. That's that's what he was talking about. But anyway, um, that's the game now. That's what you got to do. But what I'm fascinated about is how long something like this lasts. Because first of all, the money may not all be there. And if it's not all there, those players are going to hit the portal and that school will have a hard time recruiting moving forward. But let's pretend for a second that the money is there. Uh, uh, Greenville Tech. Greenville Tech signs 10 players in this class. And they got some local boosters and businesses to give six-figure offers to each of these players. Let's call one a wide receiver. And he gets a six-figure offer to go sign with Greenville Tech. And that is a real junior college in the town I grew up. So we'll just go with that. What happens next year? What happens next year? Are you going to get those same businesses to give those six-figure deals to the next recruiting class? Maybe so. Maybe they've got that kind of money. But what happens if you got local I don't know, local dentist 
to sign an NIL deal with a four-star wide receiver, and that receiver steps on campus, he's not quite ready yet for the heavy competition that Greenville Tech plays. He only has two catches on the season, and they were both against an FCS school. And then the next year, he's still not playing much, not, not doing enough, only has 10 catches on the year. And you go back to that booster for another 100K in an NIL deal for the next wide receiver. You know what that guy's going to say? No. I wasted my money on this kid that you promised me would be great. I gave him 100 grand, 150 grand, and he's not worth anything. I'm not doing that again. I think that dynamic is going to happen. That's a a very specific scenario, but I think you're going to start seeing some of that because as Andy Staples very smartly says, 18-year-olds are bad investments. There's 85 scholarship players on these college football teams, 85 of them. These, I mean, Nick Saban in Alabama, what, they signed 26 yesterday, and they're also bringing in a transfer from LSU, so 27 guys they've added to the roster. That means that players have to leave. They will be processed, if you will. They have to go. They have to find somewhere else to play because they won't have that scholarship at Alabama anymore. Places like that, yeah, they'll have all the money in the world to do whatever they want, I'm sure. But some of these NIL deals that you're seeing now, I don't think they're going to be as widespread in the future because the return on those investments are largely going to be pretty bad. Alabama signs 25 guys a year, 25, 50, 75, 100. Well, they have to cut 15 every year, right? 15 guys have to leave that program every year. So if all of these players are getting these mega NIL deals, the people that give the deals are not going to do that as much moving forward if they don't get their ROI. So a lot of people are freaking out and panicking about NIL deals and all this stuff. I think it's going to calm down because, again, as Andy Staple says, 18-year-olds are not good bets. They're very bad bets. Most of them don't work out. So you see just all this money being slung everywhere. And that's how recruiting's always been anyway. I think there's more in it than there's ever been. I think it's going to regress kind of back to the mean because they're bad. They're bad investments. They are. That's the truth. Memphis Rebel says, I like what NIL does. It allows legal, quote, cheating if you do it smartly. Yeah, and and I, I believe that Ole Miss and State are going to have Different than that of like Texas, because the money here is different. And you're not going to have like big companies in Mississippi just sponsor Will Rogers. If somebody gets involved in it, um, let's use Sanderson Farms, for example. If they wanted to get in the NIL game, I promise you they wouldn't just pick a state player. I could see them where they get both the old Miss quarterback and the state quarterback or something like that. But big companies in this state, are very unlikely, some of them will, but most of them are are very unlikely to just pick Ole Miss or State. You know what I mean? Because that's bad for business. In this state, that's really bad for business. Uh, you have to spend money on both sides or else you're, you're going to get buried. That's kind of how it would go around here. Um, where you're going to get NIL stuff in this state is going to be funds like with Florida. I think they call it the Gator Fund, something like that. That's where you're going to get NIL opportunities here in this state is through stuff like that. The the subscription funds where the average Joe from Gulfport 
who, you know, maybe has a small business or is an accountant or a sales guy that, you know, can't drop 200K on a recruiter or whatever, but, you know, can give, you know, 20 bucks a month to a fund that distributes it to the Mississippi State football team. That is more of, I think that's more sustainable long-term for everybody. And I think that's what you're going to see happen uh, around here. I think so. Zach says, as much as I'm not a fan of him, I'll gladly take Brandon Walker hooking us up with a top 10 recruit next year. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah, a lot of people are drawing conclu- or comparisons between Jackson State and uh, and Barstool. But if that did happen, if there's that, a deal there, it hasn't been public. Sid says, right now an NIL deal is like telling a kid they're getting a pony. Makes the kid happy right now, but most of these kids have, will never see the pony. Maybe a hobby horse. Um, yeah, that's the thing, man, is what happens if these kids, if this local business doesn't give the kid 150 K or they don't get the money that they were promised because the difference is when you're using NIL's recruiting inducements, which is technically against the rules, but everybody's doing it. So who cares? Uh, there's no contract. You don't have to, there's no guaranteed money. You don't sign anything. You can't, it's against the rules. So that's the next layer is will these kids get all this money that they're promised? I, I would believe it from Texas because they've got all the money in the world and they're still soft and we'll, we'll lose to Kansas. But uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Is the defensive back uh, Ole Miss got from the transfer portal yesterday a good one? Yeah, they think that uh, he's going to fill the Jake Springer role. I believe, I could be wrong. I believe that's why they signed him, though. Um, Ladarius Tennyson, I think that they view him as a play close to the line of scrimmage safety, very similar to to Jake Springer's uh, role in that defense. That's what they signed him to be, is is that right there. But I'll get to that in a second. Let's start 18 minutes in. Let's start with Jackson State. I've got one more thought on it. I know you've probably seen a bunch of people talk about it. We talked about it on the radio show yesterday. It's a big deal. Huge, huge deal. Um, But I keep seeing people cry that he was bought. We got some people on the text line yesterday. He wasn't recruited. He was bought. He was bought. Oh, that's, that's not impressive. He just got a big NIL deal with Barstool and all this kind of stuff. And, you know, maybe that's true. I, I'm sure he he was bought. But two things on that. If you are a fan of a major college football program, we'll keep it local. If you're a fan of a SEC program in the state of Mississippi, you have players with an S on your roster that were bought. So why is it bad when Jackson State does it? It's not. It's just they've never been able to do it because they haven't had a guy like Deion Sanders at the helm. Uh, if you're crying that he was bought, then you don't really understand how recruiting works, honestly. Jackson State's just able to play the game now because they have such a polarizing figure like Deion Sanders, such a a guy that just has so much gravity like Deion Sanders. They, they've never had that. So they're finally getting in the game and people are, are – throwing these accusations, well, yeah, sure he was. I hope he was. Good for him. Secure the bag, man. I mean, 
get money. I mean, and so many people say things like that. Oh, he's just, it's such a bad decision because it's all about money. Those same people would take a job with higher pay tomorrow. Why why is it bad when when a legal adult, an 18-year-old kid, makes a decision that, that is based on how much money he can make? But me at 29, if I went and took a higher paying job, I would get congratulations for it. I don't know. Some of the reaction I thought was so bizarre. And I think it's more of a sign of what people don't understand. Because if you're an Ole Miss fan or you're a state fan in the state of Mississippi today, or some of the texts we got yesterday, and you're talking about how he wasn't recruited, he was bought, you've got players on your roster that were the same. So anyway, and I don't think, though, that this is – I saw some people say that this is a sign of a seismic shift happening in college football, and and I I just don't agree with that sentiment at all. Does this mean that smaller programs are going to be able to do things like this if they have a wealthy booster or whatever or, or something? Sure, yeah. Like I think NIL is going to allow some talent balance, some talent balance. The best programs are still going to get the best players. Alabama and Georgia were one and two in recruiting rankings, depending on what service you looked at. A&M actually finished first yesterday, but it was A&M, Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Texas. I mean, the richest programs in college football got the best players. So that's how it's always going to work. I do think NIL will cause some balance, and we saw some of that yesterday. But I don't think the seismic shift that people were talking about is really rooted in reality. Because, for example, Hugh Jackson, which I think is a great thing, got hired to coach an HBCU. That's awesome. It's really awesome. Hugh Jackson does not have the gravitas. That's the word I used in the radio show yesterday that Dion has. Uh, I mean, Dion Sanders is one of the, if not the most electrifying defensive player to ever play football. I mean, decades removed from the game and he still has a brand, a national brand. He is a very unique person in, in terms of how the, the gravity, the word, the gravity that he has is unique to to him, and I, I don't think this means that FCS level programs, whether it be an HBCU or a Furman, are is going to start signing a bunch of elite level players. I think this is a product of Dion more than it is a product of FCS programs now signing the number one player in the country. So it's a good thing to me for college football. I'm happy that kids are able to get paid for being good at sports. They're not kids. They're legal adults. Legal adults should be allowed to get money for being good at something. I get money, and I'm not even very good at it. It's not what he got, probably, but I get paid to technically be good at something. He should, too. I'm a legal adult. He's a legal adult. Secure the bag, young man. I'm happy about that. I don't think this is a sign, though, of just dramatic change in college football, because look at the top. Again, Texas A&M probably has the richest alumni base or one of them in the country. I mean, their athletic budget's the biggest in the sport. They fully funded a, what, $500 million stadium teardown and rebuild in a year. Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, Texas is your top five. That's your top five. So that's how college football is going to continue to be. The richest programs are going to continue to get the best players. 
That's just how it's going to be. I don't see the seismic shift that other people do, but shout out to Jackson State. That's awesome. I think it's awesome. Since as NIL deal or not, the young man at JSU stays for probably two years and follows Sanders to a bigger school. Gets to train under one of the best cornerbacks. Thank you. See, thank you, Sid. That's what I said yesterday because people were just, oh, he was bought. What a bad decision. If you want to be a professional defensive back, look, I'm not stupid, right? I, I know the facilities at Jackson State don't match that of Florida State. I know the competition level isn't anywhere close to that of the SEC. There are some negatives to going to Jackson State for however long he's there. There are some negatives to it, no doubt. I'm not stupid. I'm not saying it's the just exclusively amazing and it's going to work out the best and all that. There are some cons to this decision, competition level, facilities, training tables, stuff like that, of course. But if you want to be a professional defensive back, (laughs) who else, who would you rather want to teach you how to become a defensive back than freaking prime time. I mean, who would you rather name one person that you would rather teach you how to be a defensive back than freaking prime time Deion Sanders? I mean, come on. It's like turning down a chance to get coached by Michael Jordan. You know? I mean, come on now. So yeah, it's it's good for Jackson State. It's really cool. Uh, I'm with you though. I think uh this was a sign. I think this was a message that Dion sent to bigger programs, maybe even Florida State. If I can do this at Jackson State, what do you think I'm going to do at Florida State? You know what I mean? And, and I think this kid would would go with him wherever he goes, and I think he will get an opportunity soon, maybe even next offseason, to, to coach at the highest level of college football. They only lost one game this year, and it was to an FBS team that they should have beaten. Maybe, just maybe, he knows what the hell he's doing. You know, maybe he does. That's what it looks like. State had a drama-free day yesterday. Uh, that was uh, it. Was a nice close. It was a really nice close. Um, Patrick says they sure have been playing blue chips uh, a lot on TV here lately. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> Hey, yeah, and the Florida State fans that uh, banned Dion from their campus. Yeah, those people are having a meltdown as if as if Dion is not supposed to do his job to honor Florida State. It's a it's a bit ridiculous, but um, anyway, State did have a drama free day yesterday. Really good day. Um, did well on uh, on the defensive line. They, they did well in the trenches. Uh, they added another quarterback, but as you guys know, in quarterback recruiting. Uh, you know, I think Will Rogers probably has another at least two years at Mississippi State. So, I mean, who knows what the future of the quarterback position is there? I'd be willing to bet that uh, next season, Will Rogers' replacement isn't on campus yet because of how this goes. I mean, it's, unless Sawyer Robertson's going to wait, you know, another two years before, and maybe he does. I don't know. I just, um, so they did sign a quarterback. They did well yesterday. It was a drama free day. They largely got, uh, who it was reasonably expected for them to get. They did get the flip from uh, from Ole Miss. I had a couple of state fans yesterday tell me that they're a little worried that they weren't picky enough, uh, that they maybe overreached on a couple of guys. I found that interesting. Uh, I didn't really think of it that way. I mean, they signed 22 guys. There are definitely some slots for them to uh, add more in the later period if they want or add a couple of guys in the portal. 
I do think that uh, they should still be actively pursuing uh, portal linemen, offensive linemen. I do think that putting your eggs in a uh, junior college lineman's uh, basket, if you will, to come and be a plug-and-play offensive lineman to replace Charles Cross, for example, uh, I don't think that that is uh, advised, if that makes sense. Uh, I, I think that they would be better served finding somebody from the portal. Multiple guys from the portal to play offensive line, I think. Uh, but they So they signed a nice class. They closed well. It was drama-free. Depending on the service you look at, again, I've got 24-7 up right now. Uh, they were the number 22 class. In college football, I expect them to to work the portal a little bit. I mean, Mike Leach said yesterday, rightfully so, that it's a resource and and you should use it. There's good players in there. You should use that resource. It would be kind of dumb for us not to. Pretty straightforward was Mike Leach about the portal. I think he's going to uh, to dip into it specifically on the offensive line. But good class, they addressed you know they addressed their needs and all that, and it was a, a largely a, a really drama free day. For, uh, for Mississippi State, which has got to feel good, you know, because drama usually means bad. And they didn't have any, really didn't have any drama uh, yesterday. So a really good day for uh, for Mississippi State. Um, uh, one service has them in the top, in the teens somewhere. I, I haven't pulled it up this morning, but they were like 15 as of yesterday and, and rivals. And again, 24-7 has them at 22. So a, ver- a really nice close. Really nice close uh, for State in this class, and, and we'll see who they add in the portal. On the other side, Ole Miss, uh, they had an okay day. Like I said before, uh, they wanted more than they signed. They did. They wanted more than they signed. Uh, it was an okay day for uh, for Ole Miss. Uh, they they got that flip in the morning from a guy whose nickname is Flip, which is just funny. Uh, got another lineman from Louisiana. Uh, Thornton, the offensive line coach there, that was a good addition. Young guy that nobody had heard of, and there was a little bit of a meltdown around here about uh, moving on uh, and adding him after spring practice, and that seems to have worked out, but missed on some guys late. And now here comes roster building for Ole Miss. What is this class going to look like when you add the portal guys? I mean, that's going to define what this is. I mean, if I were grading it, I would kind of give the class uh, an incomplete because they're going to add, what, maybe a dozen more players, whether it be maybe they have a guy that they identify for the next signing day that they want, but there's going to be a lot of portal guys. Does Deion Smith sign with Ole Miss? Does Zach Evans, as Patrick mentions, does he sign with Ole Miss? What do they do at the quarterback position? Do they add Dylan Gabriel? Do they not add Dylan Gabriel? Do they add a couple of wide receivers that have visited portal guys recently. That's really where we're going to find out what kind of talent they brought in because just this class by itself, uh, not good enough. If you're going to sustain 10 wins every year, this recruiting class is not good enough. But they're going to add about a dozen guys in the portal, and, and if if that works, all good. And so far, their portal evaluations have been have been pretty darn good. But this is the strategy. This is what they're going to do. Um, and we'll see if it works for them. You guys have heard me talk about risk in the portal. I think it's not as risky 
as others do, because you have tape with these guys. You know that they are producing in college. You have college tape on them, like the the safety that they added yesterday, the Auburn transfer, former former four-star. He's been in a college strength and conditioning program. You have tape on him. You know what he can do against college players. I don't think it's as risky, but if you're going to sign a smaller class, again, they wanted to sign more yesterday than they did. That that has to be acknowledged. They wanted to sign more yesterday than they did. But they were always going to sign a smaller class. They weren't going to sign 28 dudes. It was going to be more like 20. They didn't sign 20. But if you're going to do this and use the portal heavily, you got to hit your portal guys. You have to. And um, so far, they're off to a good start, but they have to hit portal guys. But do I think Zach Evans ends up at Ole Miss? I have no idea. That That is as interesting of a recruit as imaginable. I do think they are going to be looking at running backs because people have talked about this. I don't have this sourced. This is just my guess based on how other people have talked about it and you know some things I'm hearing. I expect Jerry and Ely to declare for the NFL draft after the Sugar Bowl. I expect him to. Um, I could be wrong. I expect him to, though. So while the running back room is still really good with uh, with Snoop and Parrish, I mean, that's a one-two punch that, that you just love. Um, and then they added uh, a high school running back. But I wouldn't be surprised if even if Zach Evans, you know, flakes out or whatever, that they they still look in the portal for running backs as well. Because I do expect him to declare. I think he will. I could be wrong, but I think he will. Morgan says, my concern with the small recruiting class and heavy on the portal thing is the program building. The roster will look good next year, but what about the year after that? Does Lane intend to do this every year? Possibly. Um, But the thing is, Morgan, these aren't players with one year of eligibility left. I mean, if Ole Miss signs Deion Smith, he's got four years of eligibility if if he – so he did take a redshirt this year, I assume, because he got hurt against Central Michigan. So, yeah, I, I would assume without knowing for sure that he has four years of eligibility left. At worst, he has three. So it's less risky because these guys are coming in with more years of eligibility. This isn't a one-year rental. Now, Chance Campbell might be, but there's also some talk of him returning anyway. Uh These aren't one-year rentals. These are guys that have multiple years of eligibility, so it makes roster building a little bit easier than before. It is not, like Memphis Rebel just said, it is not like signing a bunch of junior college players. Uh, Junior college players work out. They do. Sam Williams. He worked out just fine. Um, But portal players are greater than junior college players. They've been in a Division I system. A lot of these guys have been in an SEC system, and you have SEC tape on them. They don't have the adjustment uh, the way that junior college players do. There's a reason these guys end up in junior colleges as opposed to SEC schools. There's a reason, for example, I keep forgetting his name. It's embarrassing. I I should remember it by now. I should have both rosters memorized, and I don't. Uh, Ladarius Tennyson, there's a reason he went to Auburn and not to Georgia Military Academy. You know what I mean? Again, junior college players can blossom and develop. We've seen it. Portal players can flame out. We've seen it. But portal greater than JUCO always. And the eligibility years are about the same. 
And and I agree with you. They deserve the benefit of the doubt until they miss on the portal. But it seems like they're in good position for a, a good bit of guys in there. But we will uh, we will see. Uh, we will see. I made that argument for Bo Nix uh, last week, or was it earlier this week? I can't remember. I think it was last week. But yeah, I think uh, I think Bo Nix would be a good option uh, if they want to explore. If they want to explore that, I think it would be a good portal option because while inconsistent, you know what you get with Bo Nix. You know what he's capable of. You know that there won't be an adjustment. And you know that you can coach him a hell of a lot better than Mike Bobo could and, and Gus Malzahn. So, yeah. Signing day. It's um, st- still some signatures today, still some tomorrow, then the dead period, and then there's the next one, and then portal guys can sign whenever. But for all intents and purposes, that was National Signing Day. As of this Thursday morning, according to the 24-7 composite Mississippi State's at 22, and Ole Miss is at uh, at 24. So we'll see what the portal brings. And, of course, when they bring, we will talk about that. And I'll be back with you guys tomorrow. Don't forget to subscribe. While you're here, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Michael Borky on YouTube. Subscribe there. Like the video. That would help me a ton. And, uh, yeah, I think, well, the NCAA apparently is already involved in uh, some of these NIL deals. Uh, I think that... Um, they are so incompetent that I don't trust them to do what's right. So I, I wouldn't be holding my breath about them investigating Texas for their inducement, which is what it is, their inducement deal. Um, I need to sit down and come up with some ideas of how I would regulate this because I, I don't want players to not get money that somebody's willing to pay them. But there does need to be some sort of oversight just to make sure that they're not in recruiting inducements because I, I do think that should still be in place. Now you can circumvent that. They always have, but still. Uh, there, I expect some kind of regulation at some point once they get their heads out of their own rear ends. So maybe one day they'll be able to do that. If they keep calling on Congress, nothing's going to get done. But... Um, no, I don't, I don't think that they're going to do anything right now. I don't think they're going to do anything. Auburn basketball got basically a slap on the wrist when they had an assistant coach go to prison or plead guilty to actual crimes. So I don't expect anything from that organization. So you might as well just play the game like everybody else. (laughs) Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in. I will uh, see you tomorrow morning. Sorry about last night. Life happens. I I wanted to. I was planning to. And I just could not. But anyway, y'all be good. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you very much. We'll be back. uh, Back tomorrow. See you then. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.